Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle. With me, as always, my lovely wife and co-host, Jessica Carter Ogle. Hi, y'all. How's it going out there? Happy so, Monday. Happy, Tuesday. Happy Monday for us, Tuesday for y'all as you're listening. Yes. we uh been almost two weeks. We took a week's off last week and uh well we did a week off last week but we did our <laughs> we did our episode the previous week we're rusty y'all Wonderful. a little bit a little bit yeah so i think i'm actually still just exhausted a so, little bit tired but we got a lot to hit in this episode yeah i mean and, the, yeah go ahead <laughs> the what's new is definitely our honeymoon we just so it's monday and we just got back from our honeymoon saturday night yeah, but like, I thought we were going to do that as a story because we had a couple other things we were going to hit right out front. Is that not what we were doing? It's not at all what is out on there for the episode, but sure, go I ahead. Don't, I don't see sports anywhere on there. We did discuss sports. Oh, I did. Yeah, I forgot. They didn't know what that was. All right, I'll make a note for sports to go later. We'll go with what you just, just mentioned. Just go ahead with the sports. No, so it's cool. It's with. cool. We're all we're, we're getting back used to this again. All good. Yeah, wow. awesome. I we'll do we'll the do the sports, sports right before the end of the news. Got it. Cool. So, uh, we had our honeymoon. We were yes. gone for a full like eight days. Yeah, Saturday to Saturday. We're not going to hit everything we did because we're not the type of people that's like we're going to put all of our stuff out there. But we got some highlight things that we enjoyed that yeah. we think that other people might enjoy. So, so mainly we went to the Pacific Northwest for our honeymoon. We flew into Seattle. It's funny that she says mainly because that's the only place. Yes, yeah, we, so we went to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so we flew into Seattle. Uh, we rented a car and we drove from Seattle to Portland to Crescent City where there's some beautiful redwoods and to San Francisco. Yes. So it was awesome. It was really good. It was busy, but but I think we did a good balance of go, go, go and then like chilling. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it was fantastic. Uh, I felt like, man, I felt like by the time we got to San Francisco that Seattle had happened like a month ago. Yeah, I agree with that. It I was a bit that. of a whirlwind with a, with, it, I, I guess better analogy is it was a bit of a hurricane between Seattle and San Francisco with Portland being the eye of the storm where it was kind of less, less crazy. Yeah. Uh, but we started in uh, Seattle. I already want to go back to Seattle. That was yes. both of our first time in Seattle. I don't know if any of you have been there. If not, go. I loved it. Yeah. I loved Seattle. Yeah. They get rain about 260 days out of the year. At least that's what we were told by a native. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get any rain. Woohoo! Um, Woo. Global warming. Woo yeah. yeah. Thanks was, for that. Yeah, it was nice. And obviously, you know, we didn't get to do everything that's there. Like Mount Rainier is there for hiking and stuff. And I would have loved to have done that. But it just wasn't in our... It wasn't in, in our, our plan. We plan. didn't have enough time for it. So we stayed um, in the downtown Seattle area, and it was great where our Airbnb was because we were equidistant to walking to like the Pike Place Market, which is their huge farmer's market where you see all the people doing the throwing of the fish and all that kind of stuff that everyone knows about. And the original Starbucks the store. The first original Starbucks is there. And then on the other side was the Space Needle. Yeah. So we, were, we sort of had the best of both worlds. We had the Space Needle outside of our window. And we were able to walk everywhere. Pretty much, yeah. But it's also kind of a hilly spot. So by the end of the first day, my feet were raw. My feet did not hurt once at all. And I wore flip-flops. Yeah, because so she's, you know, braggadocious like that. Uh, but he, yeah. he did mention the first Starbucks. So I was super jazzed to go to the first Starbucks. And when we got there, it's small. 
and we got to the market on a Saturday afternoon. So it was insane. Yes. And there was a line. They have like half the sidewalk roped off for people to line up to Starbucks. And there was a good like 75 people in line for Starbucks. Yes. It was a very long line. And I but was this like, was in the afternoon. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. I was like not happening. I took my picture in front of it and I'm like, I am not going. Now, what we didn't know at the time was that their store only holds about 25 people in there. It's very small. And they used to just let it be a free for all, but yeah. they figured out very quickly that that you know they're gonna not gonna pass fire code and all that kind of stuff. So well, they started making the, the ropes. Too. Yeah, yeah. They, they started making the ropes. But the thing is, is that you're in there. They don't kick you out. No. They let you take your time. They yep. let you go through stuff. They've got this whole laminated menu thing. You can look at everything that's on the on their on their sidewall for all their cups and glasses and all that kind all their memorabilia. Yeah. But it's in a laminate. You have a laminate in front of you that you can just go to the counter and say, "I want this, this, and this," yeah. and you put the stuff back on the counter. Or you drink at the same time and as you, you get, order that, and you get new stuff, which is cool. But also at the same time, you can stand in there for a half hour looking at stuff yeah. and they're not going to kick you out. So that line that we saw that had like 70 people in it, they're waiting on the people that are in the store to eventually make it out, which yeah. makes that wait. It could be three hours. Unpredictable. So we did not go then. The next morning we got up. We, you know, you never, we never sleep good on vacation. No. It's just not the same. We were both up about seven. Neither one of us are people who need, you know, to get ready. I don't do the hair, the makeup, all that jazz. So like we got up at seven and he was like, why don't we go try it now? And we w- walked down there and we were like the fifth or sixth people. Like we were literally at the front of the ropes. Yeah. We waited maybe. Yeah. Two- There's probably like eight people in the store and then they let us go in. Yeah. And we might've waited two minutes. And it was cool. I mean, the one thing about Starbucks, too, is they always have really good customer service. Everybody there was really cool. The system of how they do it is cool. I don't know what was going on that day, but when we checked out, I got a free water bottle, like a nice insulated, like regular water bottle worth like $25. He's like, oh, you're getting a free water bottle. And I was like, okay, cool. So we had a great time. Like, that was fun. We probably went to that Starbucks a couple times. We went like the next day, too. Yeah, we went both Steven got a little hooked on the bucks on our trip. Man, my wife loves the bucks, Yeah, so I had to get her bucks every morning. No, man. that's not. I had more Starbucks on this trip than I've had in the last year. And I had more Starbucks on this trip than I've had in my entire life, probably. But it was cool. The, the Pike Market is amazing. It's super busy on a Saturday afternoon. It was cool to see it at, at different times. So, like, yeah. the crazy busy, you know, seeing the throwing of the fish, all that stuff was cool. And then being able to walk around when you could breathe a little bit more as well. Yeah, the throwing of the fish thing was very strange to me, but it's it, just like part of the market, fish yeah, market. Yeah, I guess. I I mean, guess it's a it fish is. market basically, and then it turned into a whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of that. So, uh, the other side that we went to, the opposite direction, was we went to the Space Needle. Yep. And the Mopop. Yep, the Museum of Pop Culture. Which the Mopop was very cool. I didn't even know it existed until I was just looking up things to do in Seattle. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks super fun. As you guys know, on our album anniversaries, we've talked about Nirvana before. We've talked about Pearl Jam and and that kind of stuff. So it was very cool to go in there and see they had a section devoted to Nirvana. Yeah. That was very cool. Um, I saw a picture I'd never seen. For those of you that know know guitars, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is known for playing a Stratocaster. And he, uh, there's a picture in there of him playing a Telecaster and his Telecaster. And I had never seen 
that before. They had I'd like never... a whole guitar display of different artists' guitars. Yeah, like he's like I've never seen him play a Telecaster. I've never seen video of it or picture of it until we went to the Mopop, and then they had a picture and mm-hmm. they had the guitar. Which was cool, man. It was it's a cool. cool. If you're in the Seattle area and you get a chance to go, I definitely say go. It opens at 10. We got there like just before 10. So we are some of the first people in, which was cool because you have more time to see stuff, take pictures, all that kind of stuff. As we were leaving, I was like, oh, it got really crowded. Yep. Um, that was our whole trip, really. Every time we went anywhere, we were like, oh, wow, we're the first people here. And then we look behind us and there's like 30 people in line. Yeah. It that, was weird. That's exactly what happened with Starbucks. Within the two minutes we were waiting to get into it the first time, Yeah, literally, when we went to walk into the store, I turned around and there was already 20 people yeah. in line. I, I was like, whoa, like crazy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that that was, Seattle was a cool experience for sure. And I like, recommend the Space Needle. The Space Needle did. was very cool. Um, there's also a Cholule glass garden yep. at the bottom of the Space Needle, which was a really cool exhibit. We got like the tickets for both of them. You save a few bucks, but Space Needle was cool too. We got like a cute candid picture. There was like a photographer girl just like up there with her boyfriend and she saw us taking a selfie and she's like, oh, I'll take a couple for you. And she's like, do a candid one. And I was like, oh, we got a really cute picture. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that like that, those two and the Mopop are all right there. Yeah. They're yeah, it's literally, all right in the same area. You can see them from each other. You could throw a baseball and hit yeah. each building. So that was that the close. cool thing. And then we really felt like we were in Seattle when we um, walked by like an anti-fossil fuel rally and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, but it was a cool city. I want to go back. I I would love to go back there for like a week and do like hiking and check out more stuff. So yeah, very cool city. We enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, very cool city. Driving around was kind of weird. It's a lot of one-way streets. Like, uh, yeah, you we gotta mainly go, walk. You got to go if if you're driving. You got to sometimes you got to go down like three blocks just to, to go over a block to come back and get because it's all a bunch of one-way streets. Yeah. So you end up having to go further than you want to when you when you go places. But it is what it is. Yeah. And then the same thing with Portland. But I think Portland was actually worse with one-way streets because I had to go down like when the morning that we left, I came out of the parking garage. I turned right, that stoplight, I went down, had to go down two stoplights, mm. and then I had to go down three stoplights to come back, and then to come back, and then to pick you up. So I ended up making like six blocks in huh. order to come back and pick you up. Well, that was the only driving in Portland. So from <laughs> yeah. Seattle to Portland is about a few hours, and the uh, once we got there, we first went to Voodoo Donuts, which is like a famous do- donut place, and we went to Mount Tabor, yep. which was cool, and just kind of like hyped that a little bit. And then once we got into town, I mean, we parked, and that was it. Mount Tabor, for those of you that don't know, is a dormant volcano of which, if it erupts, the, like it's surrounded by houses and community. Yeah. They're gone. That thing, if that dormant volcano erupts in in the slightest way possible, thousands of people will be dying. Well, I think it's been there forever, so. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't want to live near it. I was like, no, this is nuts. We drove, we drove through a regular community like what we live in to get yeah. to, like, imagine, like, probably as far away from our house to 275, there being a dormant volcano. Yeah. No, thank you. Like that's yeah. less, that's like a football field away. I'll pass. Nope. 
But Portland was cool. I think we did a more of a low key in Portland. We stayed in the Pearl District. Um, Hit a bunch. You know, of there's a lot of people. You know, tell you to be careful going to Portland. You know, yeah. there's a lot of homelessness. Well, there is. I mean, in the Pacific Northwest alone, there's a lot of homelessness. But homelessness does not predicate violence. Like there's not. No. You know, like we saw a lot of homelessness. We saw a lot of like tents on the freeway and overpasses and stuff. But I never once felt unsafe. I felt sad for the people and the things that have happened in their lives. There's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of mental health issues. There's a lot of veterans with PTSD. There's just a lot of paths in life that lead you somewhere. And for people to be so judgmental about it i think is is sad because we're all really in this economy that in this world and inflation that we're living in we're not all that far away if the government hadn't given us unemployment during the pandemic the entire economy would have bottomed out and we would have been in a depression yeah and and the thing is none of us have enough money to last forever to last months I felt like Seattle, I saw more homeless people than we did in Portland. Yeah, but there were tents in Portland. Yeah, Portland. There were no tents in Seattle that we saw. Yeah, in Portland, like, there was legit, like, tents on the sidewalk, like, roped down to parking meters and stuff like that, and trees that are on the sidewalk. Yeah, it it was definitely, like... So before we went... It was one of those things that was, like, sad. But I will say this much about Seattle. We did go to a place we, we didn't mention on here, um... Uh, a few minutes ago called uh biscuit bitch yeah is the name of it um, oh my god it's a breakfast it's place their biscuit sandwiches are like amazing oh my god i wish i could I, if we lived closer or had actually driven i would have bought their biscuits to bake at home but they had there was a homeless person yeah outside we were the first ones there and you know they were tell, telling everybody hey scan the qr code you can order online It'll, it might go faster for you versus waiting in the line because you know it could take up to 15 minutes but we were first with about 30 people behind us yep and while we're sitting there no joke we got our food no before we got our food they're like the third or fourth uh people had ordered and there was a homeless man that was there and they gave him breakfast they gave him warm hot coffee and some sort of biscuit before they gave anybody else any food yeah, and i thought nice. that was the coolest thing because i, I he looked I, like a regular yeah and and i i felt like that was very cool first yeah. of all shout out to them not only for that but their vibe their yeah. vibe was so cool out of all the places that we went to in my opinion as far as people we interacted with on a business standpoint for restaurants and all that kind of stuff i'd put them at number one they yeah. had the best customer service best interaction with people um fun vibe fun vibe man and and you didn't even get to go you didn't go in their store they brought the the yeah the 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 cashier teller person to the door with a table and you ordered right there and then they did everything inside but man very cool place i highly recommend going there if you're gonna go um and it was funny because jess had starbucks in her hand and they were like oh yeah you got starbucks and proshki which is another famous like pastry market yeah so Uh, But yeah, anyways, as you were saying about Portland. So yeah, so basically in Portland, we just kind of kept it chill around the Pearl District and walked around. We wanted a low-key day because we knew we'd be driving the next two days. So we basically did a brewery day. We hit 10 Barrel Brewing, Von Eber, Deschutes, and Backwoods Brewing. Yeah. That's basically what we did for our day in Portland. Yeah. And, you know, we took breaks. We went back to our Airbnb and chilled and relaxed. Like, it was a super, super chill day. 
How was our breakfast that morning? Oh Just out of gosh. curiosity, what so was our Steven breakfast like? Was like I'm eating so much bread, I'm eating so many carbs. Like I'm like, because we're not really used to that. So I was like, well, he's like, I just want like a two eggs thing. So we went to this place called John's Cafe, and it is legit old school. Been around for like fifty years. Heavily accented owners. A little hard to understand, but just getting your standard like there's not no frills. Standard breakfast. So we order it. The breakfast is fine. Two eggs, hash browns, toast, whatever. And other people ordered food. And the lady is walking around and she's like asking me to try something in her hand. And I'm like, I don't want that. And apparently she had a piece of omelet in her hand that the people complained were too salty. And she's like, we don't make things salty. I don't know what this is. Try this. Try this. And she's trying to give it to us out of her hand to like try. I It was, it reminded me of my waffle house experience so, which was horrific and i said the only thing missing from this is that if kelly was here instead of steven this would have been just perfect so for me i didn't understand what this lady was saying she had food in her hand i was like this is wacky. and i this am is... not i'm not gonna take food out of this woman's hand and eat it because that's horribly unsanitary number yeah. one number two all of a sudden, another person came oh, up yeah. beside us that I didn't even know was in the restaurant. I yeah, had I no know. idea. Yeah, I didn't know they were there either. This lady comes up and she goes, I don't appreciate you talking about our conversation to everyone else in the restaurant. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So that is when I discovered that the food that was in this woman's hand was somebody else's food. Yes. Then after both of us were like, no, no, thank you. She went down the the cafe bar to the other customer was there, and he took yeah, the food and took, tried it. He took a piece, and he's like, oh, that's pretty good. Doesn't taste salty to me. And I was like, check, please. Yeah, I was like, get me out of here. Check, I need to go. Yeah, Stephen doesn't oh. do well in those situations. I Woo! just feel like that's the kind of situation I would have. So I was just laughing like, oh, my God, this feels right. This And Stephen's like, we need to go. Now. I was like, get me out of here now. Oh, it was hilarious. I got to go. It was like, hilarious. I need to leave immediately because I don't want this lady to come back around the corner with her plate full of food and start throwing food at me. I haven't been oh awake long enough to get into a food fight. Oh, my gosh. It was funny. But that was our day in Portland. We had a great time, and then we left Portland the next morning and yep. drove about six hours into Crescent City, California. Yes. So on. Well, you know we're we're leaving. <laughs> well, we Oregon getting yeah we're leaving Oregon <laughs> getting into Crescent City, and when we were about I would say what an hour and a half away from our hotel in Crescent City, uh, we saw yeah, like a sign for like. So Bigfoot is huge in the Pacific Northwest. If you guys don't know this, everybody loves themselves some Bigfoot from oh, yeah. Portland, Seattle. Everybody loves their Bigfoot. So there was a sign for like a Bigfoot museum and gift shop. So we pulled off. Yep. Steven was looking for some Bigfoot stuff. Oh, man, it was We great. go to um, the gift shop. We're talking. You know, the guy's like, oh, where are you guys headed? And we're like, oh, we're going to um, Crescent City. And it's about 2 o'clock. And he's like, oh, well, you can't, you know, you can't go till four. That's not what he said. I said, we're headed to Crescent City. And he was like, oh, not, not right now. You're not. I was like, yeah, when we're, he yeah. goes, no, you won't make, you, the road won't be open till four. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry. What? The road won't be open. They had fires in Oregon and I didn't, I didn't know that. I knew they had in Washington, but I didn't know in Oregon. And so because of that, they were closing the road between 8 and 11 and 1 and 4. 
Yeah. The whole road was completely closed and it's one road. Like there's, you're in like, you're in the mountains. You're, there's no alternate routes. Crescent City had one road in. Yeah. And one road out. Yeah, that's it. One to the north, one to the south. Nothing else. Yeah. So we. Like, there, I can't explain uh, like enough that like, you have to plan. Yeah. And we didn't think about that at all or look at that. And that is a legit thing. That city exists because of two roads. Well, I mean, we wouldn't know. Yeah, we wouldn't know. But so we were like, all right. So Stephen looked up an alternate route that was like a moundy, moundy, windy mountain road for like three and a half hours. (laughs) Or we went to this like little botanical trail and then we could have just sat in traffic waiting for an hour. And so I was like, I'd rather not use my not use the gas and just wait an hour and then drive an hour and a half instead of getting car sick for three and a half hours. So there was a line of cars. We sat there. We opened, shut, rolled down our windows, shut off the car, and sat there for an hour. And yep, at four o'clock the road opened and we went on through. Yeah, they brought a pace car in and we followed the pace but, car. And you could see orange smoke clouds as you were going through, and it. It hit me. I struggled. My allergies struggled with the Canada fires this summer. Yeah. Nothing like what I experienced actually driving through the fire in Oregon, though. I My throat is just now starting to feel better. Yeah. My allergies, like, killed me. My throat was hurting so bad. And that was Wednesday? And here that we are Wednesday. on Monday. So, yeah, yeah, you've had a good solid five days of just nothing yeah. but. Yeah. yeah. So, and, like, they had, like, a whole, like, um tent like headquarters thing set up for all the firefighters and people had signs outside their houses like thank you firefighters and all this kind of stuff so because there were still like a couple fires burning but we made it we made it to the redwoods and let me tell you they are freaking majestic if you haven't seen (laughs) the redwoods those trunks on those trees like oh my god and we were hiking in like the redwood forest and like it's so peaceful and quiet. We only saw like two other people. Yes. Yeah, it's very and, cool. Oh my gosh, it's just gorgeous. Like I was in awe. When we were driving, um, Jess was like, Oh man, in Oregon still. Yeah. She was like, Oh man, these trees are tall. And they I'm do like, have redwoods in Oregon, but they weren't anything like these. Well, I was like, Jess, uh, these are not these these trees are they got trees like this over in Kentucky, this this height. These are not That's tall not trees yet. You'll know. I was like, you'll know when you get to tall trees. You'll know. And then when we hit the redwoods, she was just like, oh, my God. Now, the thing that, that that I found interesting is, is that we drove in on, on a very curvy road into town during the daylight. And I saw that they had reflectors that were in front of some of the trees because literally they made the road around the tree. Yeah. And if you're too close to the white line, you're going to lose a mirror. Yeah juts out and i thought to myself driving at nighttime would be a nightmare i know if you're not used to that road because i mean we're talking redwood trees that are wider than your car sitting right next to the road and the asphalt goes right around it like more more than four or five of them drive to san francisco we stopped at the redwood you can drive through and we drove through so yeah they're bigger than yeah but it was Crescent City is very small. We weren't there long. We did find a cool um, bar to eat called Enateca, 
which oh yeah that was great. that was really good the food was really good they the had locals tons of were beers nice. on draft yeah everybody was really cool there and friendly and if i wasn't exhausted and knowing i had another seven hour car ride i probably would have wanted to hang out there more yeah but you know we just we didn't we went back we slept and then we headed to san francisco and that took us All about day. 10 hours i would say because we took the pch and the yeah, pch we took the one the PCH north of San Francisco is very windy. I did not know it was that windy. I didn't look it up that much to see it was that windy because I did. I I I've driven on the PCH in the area that's just north of Monterey, about an hour north of Monterey yeah. to Monterey. And those are cities. Like I drove drove on it in San Diego. Like those are cities. Well, no, the stuff I drove on wasn't city. It was still right there on the coast, but it just wasn't super curvy yeah. because oh. that part of California is not super curvy. Well, we're getting right in where Ooh. we were at north of San Francisco is man. It is very curvy. I mean, we're talking like you're you curve to go left down a hill, and then when you get down that hill, you're immediately turning to go right to go straight. Sometimes back up. you don't even know what direction you're going. I made a turn, and I thought I felt like I went in a complete 360 circle and had no idea. Like the turns are so crazy and tight that the angle you're going at, your like vision is blocked by your rearview mirror, or yep. it's blocked by the side, like part of your car and i'm like i can't see i'm just going yep and yep. it was You're crazy i did the lines. pretty good until the last couple hours yeah and then it was like nausea car sick for this gal yeah because the roads were just way yeah. too windy for you but, but no regrets i would have done it again i would of, do it again some of the most beautiful sights of ocean and mountain you'll ever see in i was life. looking at some of my pictures and i'm like doesn't even justice not even done at all yeah, I didn't gorgeous even, pictures, but this is not doing it justice. I didn't even take photos because I drove most of the time and Jess was taking photos. But it was just one of those things of like photos are never going to do this justice. But it's some of the most beautiful stuff you ever see, and literally like we're talking like some of the towns on the PCH are backwoods USA, man. Like, oh yeah, there's no gas station. They got maybe like a corner store. Um, some of them are just like real we did small stop towns. At a brewery. What was that brewery called in um Fort Bragg? I believe that was Northern something. Northern Coast. Yeah. Northern Coast Brewing, and they had a pretty yep. good. Uh, I, I forgot what I, I forgot. We stopped there. I forgot what I drank. We just got like a lager. Yeah, but they had a pretty good beer. Yeah, we stopped there. We found it along the way. We stopped at a couple of places. We put our feet in the freezing cold ocean. Yeah. We had a great time on that, and then we hit our last day in San Francisco, and I think um, we stayed at like this place called this Ro- Pacific Motor Lodge. It's It was in Chinatown. It was super um, – it was fine for what it was for the cost and Wasn't the fact it that it had – Curly's or something? No, that was in Crescent. That was Curly oh. Redwood Lodge in Crescent City. Okay. Um, it had parking, which is a big thing in San Francisco – Though it has a very small lot, and they don't explain to you that the overflow is like this valet lock-in parking at the bottom that's kind of hard to communicate with the valets, like language and understanding. Um, this place, I, 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 for price and parking alone, understanding what you're getting, I'd say go for it. I don't know that we would stay there again. I would most certainly not stay there Yeah. Again. So They ran out of towels. Yeah, and then the the guy who was at the front desk said that the maintenance people, the housekeeping, janitor, housekeeping had gone home for the day, and that they had the keys, and he couldn't get into like the towel closet. And which this I was, was at crazy. eight o'clock at night, so yeah. for anybody else that comes in, yeah, 
new getting a new room you're not going to give them towels it was crazy yeah i was like yeah there was several things that i didn't enjoy not to mention i'm sorry i'm six foot one i don't like taking a shower where i'm taller than the shower i was taller than it i'm five six it was probably a good five a five four five five i bumped my head a couple times yeah, I, I don't enjoy But it was that. a doozy, and it was also our last stop, and we were exhausted, and exhausted. I didn't know it was like a valet thing, so we're scrambling because we hadn't been packing all of our souvenirs, and so we're scrambling to carry everything in. My bag's breaking. I'm nauseous. I'm like, I just need to get in. And then we, you know, got in and then we went uh, the next morning. Stephen found a place called Cafe de Casa for breakfast, which is like a Brazilian. And they had these cheese roll cheese breads for their breakfast sandwiches. He was back on carbs, apparently. And they were amazing. So if you guys go to San Francisco, go to Cafe de Casa. Get the pineapple mint juice. The two best breakfast places we had were... Biscuit Bitch. And Cafe de Casa. And Cafe de Casa. Both places. If I was legitimately driving and had a cooler that I could have like frozen their bread, I would have taken them. My God. I love it. Service was great in both places. Um, Very, very different environments that they're in, but absolute stellar service. Stellar service, stellar environment. Both the the Cafe de Casa, we could actually go in. They had a handful of tables you could sit at. And once again, we got there and then turned around and there were... Probably, 15 yeah. people behind yep. us they, the line was out the door so very cool um and then we ended up at fisherman war fisherman's wharf because steve had never been there before and then i think we both started crashing and it's like eight o'clock in yeah. the morning and this is the last day of our trip and we had talked about going to alcatraz he said he wanted to do that and then i said do you want me to get the tickets and he's like i don't think i have it in me and i'm like all right let's just chill for a minute on this bench and we'll sit and we'll kind of relax and we got coffee and he was, I was like, Steven, I'm getting the tickets because when are we going to be back here? This is our last day. I understand. <laughs> I've, this is my third time in San Francisco. You wanted to go to Alcatraz. I've never really given it much thought. We're going. But I'm like, this is our last day. We have to rally. And let me tell you, I felt awful. I was sucking down Ludens because oh. of my throat. But we did find a really great place for me to get like a crab um, chowder in like a bread bowl. I'm like, I need soup. That's how I knew I wasn't feeling good. I'm like, I need soup. And that was the Blue Mermaid. And Stephen had to get merch there, of course. Oh my gosh, they had a great trucker hat. And I love their logo. Their logo is pretty cool. It's it's the Blue Mermaid, and then they got a mermaid on the yeah. on the D sitting on the D. It's pretty cool. But, but yeah, yeah, that they had some good food. But we had a good time in San Francisco. I think once we kind of rallied, I think we had we had fun. We walked yeah. around. We found a couple of places to chill and we just committed to the fact that we were going to be out all day and we went to Alcatraz which was cool I didn't know much about Alcatraz I did not know about like the red power um, part where the Native Americans that college students like took over Alcatraz for like 19 months and they like held it as part of like a statement about taking the land and so that was like amazing to learn about i had no idea and i was like thank goodness we're not in florida because they would have just erased this and acted like it didn't happen so in alcatraz alcatraz shut down in 1963 in 1969 some native americans went over to alcatraz and took it yeah 
and they had no food, no water, no plan. But they did. Other than this used to be our tribe's land, we're taking it back. And they stayed there for 19 months. And they months. did get donations and stuff from like celebrities and like, yeah. Nick, Nixon was in office at the time. There's stuff, there's yeah. tons of stuff to read while you're on the island. But one of the things I remember reading was Nixon being in office. And there go, some his advisors went to him and was like, you have to get them off of this island. And he's like, why? What are they doing? Who are they bothering? What have they have they killed anybody? No. Okay. Um, what do they What do they want? They want their land back. Oh. Okay. Well, who's like? Have, is there anybody on the island that is in trouble for them being there? No. Okay. Then leave them alone. Literally, that was his response. Was just yeah. like leave them alone. And I which I thought that. that was interesting as a sitting president to have the highest power in the land and go, yeah. They're protesting. Let it happen. Yeah. You know, and, yes and, and no, I just, I feel like, I mean, the whole way that yeah. our government treated Native Americans, just terminating Horrific. their land, period. Like, my brain can't even begin to fathom what that is like. But I would recommend you going to Alcatraz for the history of Alcatraz from when the military was there, from when it was a prison, and from when the Native Americans were there, because it's amazing. And, the crazy thing, too, I couldn't imagine being, like, a prisoner there and knowing, like, there's nowhere for you to go. It's, like, a hundred and some foot drop if you were to, like, get out, like, and then you're in the water and you're far. And it, I, I You're don't know. a mile and a half from land. Yeah. Plus, there's currents in the ocean. So, so crazy. You're, like, you can't make it there. And in one, one of the spots is, like, a 75 foot drop into rocks. Yeah. Like, you're not getting off that island. It was crazy. And then you're stuck there watching things like the Golden Gate Bridge get built. Yeah. Cities Just get knowing built. knowing that you'll never... Watching the Space Needle get yeah. built. Like, you're crazy. seeing these things get built while you're on that island and watching as society progresses well, and the you Space can't be a part of it. Well, the Space Needle's in Seattle. They didn't see Sorry. that from San Francisco. Not that. Not that. Sorry. But, no, um, I get what you no, mean. No, they, uh, they had another tower that was in San Francisco, but I can't remember the name of it right now because we didn't go to it. But th there was a tower that was there. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, it was in one of our photos. I was like, what is that tower over there? And you're like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But it was off of, because we went to Pier 33, and it was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That, that was just like something built in the city. That wasn't like. Yeah, but there was something like that, that built. more new. But, but anyway. Yeah, it was a great trip overall. We hit San Francisco Brewing, and then we went back to our hotel and passed out and got the heck out of Dodge. It's like that last day where you're like, we're leaving tomorrow. Let's get up early and get out of here. We don't know the area. Got to gas up the rental, turn it in, check in, all that stuff. So yeah. we were in the airport a few hours, but you know at the end of a trip, no matter what, you're ready. Yeah, You're ready to go. Yeah, that last morning, you're like, get me out of here. Let's I go. missed Sophia so bad. Like, props to my mom. Shout out to my mom for watching her. Like, yep. I'm so grateful to know that she was in. There's the nobody that would take care of her as good as us except for my mom. Yeah. No, your mom's so, the best. That was amazing. Yeah, she did it. She, she but, was yep, really great. But, yeah, we finally, after three years, got that honeymoon. Woohoo! Woo! Yep. So, yeah. So, big time. Lots of stuff, and uh, I don't know who knows. We might mention other stuff later, but that's kind of some highlights yeah. of yeah. what we did there. Our our recommendations for things to do and see. Yeah. So while we were there, I mentioned the previous week uh, that you know we wouldn't have uh, football scores and stuff like that because we did the podcast before the games happened. So while we were there, Michigan won. 
LSU won. All your teams. And Tennessee won. And then Michigan State got just slaughtered, um, which is unfortunate. And Didn't then the, somebody else get slaughtered? That was in the NFL. Oh. Uh, the Lions won. Yeah. They 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 did pretty they won pretty soundly. The the biggest thing that I have to talk about though for sports is just <laughs> I I could not believe this until I actually looked at it. The Miami Dolphins at home hosting the Denver Broncos. The Miami Dolphins won 70 to 20. Even I know that's a super high football score. That is the most po- points scored by a team in a football game since 1966. Wow. 70 points. There is a photo online of the Miami Dolphin head coach in the stands during the fourth quarter, during play, asking fans what play their offense should run next. I have never in my life seen that in any football, uh, no matter what it is as far as college, NFL, uh, Pop Warner, whatever. I've never seen it. That's funny. Never seen that before in any sport. I've never seen anybody that's in charge of a team go out to the fans and be like, hey, uh, we're killing this team by by 50 points. What play should we pick next? Yeah. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. 70 to 20. That's crazy. Blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Cool. So that's all the sports I got uh, for this week. Well, what's in the news? In the news. Oh, boy. Um, so there is a tentative agreement after 146 days for the writer's strike to be over. I mean, by the time this airs tomorrow, there could be something could be, it could be probably not. It could, I don't know. So here's, here's what happens is that they've, they've met Mm -hmm. and they have, uh, they got a proposal the, the writers, yeah. the uh, WGA, they got a proposal from, uh, I can never remember the name of the- AMPTA. It, yeah. They got a proposal from them. They read over it and they liked it. Now they're letting their lawyers look at it to yeah. handle the language of the contract. And see about getting it ratified. So what they've told all of the writers is, hey, we've got to let the lawyers go over the language. So we are not striking, but since we, the actors are still striking, we are still striking. Well, they're not physically out there on the street they for writers. Let me finish because I read a full article. So the, did I. The thing is, is that they want them to still go support their actors. The actors. The actors are the ones that are actually legit on the street striking now. The writers have agreed with this tentative deal that if it goes into place, then the strike is officially over. But until then, it's a temporary, like a pause as far as writers and physically p- picketing and striking uh, Paramount. They're not going to do it's that. it's just the writers. So even if they reach that yes. agreement, like various other parts of the industry and the actors are still striking. And I don't think, I haven't heard anything about the actors getting anywhere. No, but their hope is, you know, in the statement from the WGA is the hope, hope is, is that now that with this going, that yeah. hopefully they will also reach out to SAG and get that yeah. fixed. But the thing is, is that WGA is telling all other people to not focus so much now on the writer's portion of the strike, but focus on supporting our well, friends, yeah. the actors. Yeah. And that's what it is. But also saying that if this deal falls through, be prepared to bring your signs back out because yeah. we will continue striking. So, and um, the UAW is still striking. And they've, they've got like, their yeah, I think 35 or so more 
um, facilities are going on or have gone on strike. Biden's actually coming to Michigan tomorrow yep. because he's a big supporter of the unions yep. as a support for the UAW. So, And that's like a, I don't know if that's a first time ever, but it's a first time long time that a sitting president has come to a U, UAW strike. Yeah. That's so, a big deal. That's a big deal. And in other random news, uh, this week ends Netflix DVD. <laughs> so if any of you still have the DVD portion of the Netflix, that's going bye-bye as of Friday. That will be... I think I read something like if you still have any DVDs, you can like keep them at this point. I, that's what I thought I read. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, I I didn't read... You sent me that, but I I did not read that. I think I saw that somewhere else before. Not in the article I sent you today. But either way, that's ending, so. Yeah. Um, I still can't believe it's going on. Like, who's still getting DVDs from Netflix? We walked into a, um, I think we went to Safeway. We went to Safeway and Whole Foods when we were in Portland. And there was a red box. Yeah, and there I was, was like, a red box, yeah. There's still red boxes? People are still doing that? I don't even have a DVD player. Yep. All right. I do, but it's not plugged in. But anyway, that's the little bit of in the news. So uh, to quote from the article I read for the WGA, WGA le- leadership noted that the strike is not over and no members of the guild are to return to work until the agreement is officially ratified. Members were encouraged to continue standing in solidarity with striking actors on the picket lines. Yeah. So you're not going back to work. Yeah. But definitely still support yeah. our fellow, you know, feller uh, guilds. Feller. Yeah, and uh, there's no change uh, that I've seen either with the uh, visual effects artists for Marvel yeah, that have striked, I don't uh, think unionized and striked as well. Yeah, but at least if they get this deal done, at least the writers then can then turn around and start moving some of their projects forward with the companies and yeah. and start getting stuff. Things like on the talk paper. shows and stuff will be able to. Yeah, go back on some of the acting. So. You know, yep. th- SNL stuff like that will yeah. be able to start restart back. Well, well, not those are actors. actors. No. Well, they're writers. They'll be able to write their skits, but they won't be able to perform their skits. Yeah, it's a so weird thing. Yeah. So there's that, but then at the anyway. same time, in their case, I guess they probably won't even write because they're striking for right. acting. So that's a weird catch twenty two for them. But <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so after 140 something some odd days now, it's uh, looking looking uh, good finally for once. Cool. So, uh, Got we some have albums. we have some albums and uh, a little bit of music uh, and our, uh, it, it, it stuff as well. Um, so our album anniversaries this week. Oh boy, we got some good ones. We got some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off with an artist that I like a lot. We've mentioned on here several times. Junior Brown released live at the several Continental Club. Times, yes. I'm sorry. What we've I, mentioned several times. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, live at the Continental Club, the Austin experience is uh, 18 years now. And I have to say, it's one of my favorite live albums I've ever listened to. Most times I listen to a live album and I'm like, all right, that's cool, whatever, next. But like, I go back to this album a Does lot. he still put music out? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he put curious. out an album like two years ago. Oh, okay, I was just curious. Yeah, he, he, did, he did a lot during the pandemic. Every, every like Tuesday and Thursday, he was doing a live show during the pandemic gotcha him and his wife are just doing they they i mean they've been doing music for so long that they can do so many so many songs not just cool. their songs but you know old traditional covers oh, and yeah. stuff like that yeah. so they did you know they did an hour and a half show like every, twice a week cool. so 
That's pretty cool. A couple of firsts. So Panic at the Disco. They released A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Stone Temple Pilots released Core. Nice. Mumford and Sons released Sigh No More. Sigh No More is my favorite Mumford's album. All first albums by those artists. Nice. Thought that was cool. And then a new artist released his first album last year, Ben Burgess. You love yourself some Ben Burgess. He's he's like he is like an old school like Waylon Jennings vibe. Absolutely. Tears the Size of Texas. Great, great album. Great songwriter. I I like I yeah. like his style a lot. I He's do too. a very good songwriter. So good stuff. Good old school country sound for for this t- for you know these the year we're in. Yeah. It's still very old school country. Uh you listen to the verb. The verb. I listened to Union a little. Hymns. I listened to a little bit of it. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, we were gone, and like I yeah. popped on Stone Tumble Pilots and the Verb a little bit today. Yeah. But I, you know, I was catching up with work. So the Stone Tumble Pilots album Core has Plush on it. The Verb album Urban Hymns has Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah. Which that's been on tons of stuff. Um, There's a bunch of known songs from that STP album, though. Like. Yeah. It hits off with songs that you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, Jay-Z released Volume 2, The Hard Knock Life, uh, which was fantastic. Everybody knows that. 1998. The Verb was 97. Oh, Stone Temple Pilots was 92. Like, wait, that, that's a lot of good albums for the 90s. Agreed. Like, that's I mean, a- the 90s is, pardon my language, but the shit for music. <laughs> like, uh, I remember buying the Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life album. That was legit. Like, I was pumped for that album. Cause like it, it, man, he, he was in a groove then. Yeah. Like it was such a good album. Yep. Um, and that man, that one's 25 years old, which is just crazy. That to me. is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we have, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, Soul to Soul, his third album, 38 years old from 1985. Wow. I mean, this album was good too. It's just, Stevie Ray Vaughan was just in a groove, man. He put out he put out an album in eighty three, an album in eighty four, and an album in eighty five. Imagine what he like what else he would have done. Yeah. Just oh man. He just he put out so much good stuff. There's not a bad song on it. Like it, it it's just it's fantastic blues. Uh last one on my list is an album called Time Out of Mind by one Bob Dylan. I love this album. This is one of the first albums you ever like told me about or told me to listen to when we first started dating. Yes. I had just, I had actually just gotten into it. Okay. <coughs> it is his 30th album. 30th he just album. just churned them out, man. 30th album, and <laughs> it is absolutely, like, in my opinion, it is the best Bob Dylan album that there is. Yeah. Front to back. It's a mood. Um, it just he he got into a certain groove with this album that it just he just started churning it out. Yeah. Um, and you can read about the recording process. He recorded with uh the guy who helped record Emmy Lou Harris's Wrecking Ball and U2's Joshua Tree. Um, so a very good. Well, this album is largely in the movie Life itself. I think. I, I think it's like the soundtrack for it, basically. Yeah, and and that's actually where I 
like started hearing yeah. the songs more besides the songs that were on the radio for for the album uh if you want to watch a brutal movie that's going to take you through all the feels in like the beginning it's got it's kind of got three acts i think the first one's the best and whew, that'll get you yeah uh yeah it, it it's man yeah. <laughs> that is that is an album um so time out of mind won album of the year in 1998 best contemporary folk album and for the song cold irons bound it won the best male rock performance it's funny too because so many people are polarized on bob dylan's voice yep as, but he still like surpasses all of the like gets the awards popular as an amazing songwriter but some people are just like straight up i don't like it so the song make you feel my love he he wrote for this album but it was actually recorded by billy joel a year prior for his greatest hits volume three really garth brooks does it too um yeah no over 30 artists have covered that song because garth brooks does it in that movie hope floats yes that's the other uh, big one that uh, of people that have done it. Yeah. But it was originally written by Bob Dylan, but originally recorded and released first by Billy Joel. Huh, interesting. Which I found that to be interesting because yeah. I heard his version as a kid. I don't feel like I've ever heard it. I'll have to listen to it. It's on the Greatest Hits Volume 3 okay. of his stuff, and it was uh, like a new song that he put, you know, to try to... So copies for greatest hits. hits if it's not that's what song. artists do they add a new song to try to sell the greatest hits oh, to get you to buy the greatest goodness. hits those tricksters um but man it's just anyway. it's such a good such a good album um is that but, the last one but it got it got so many awards but yeah 1998 so that's that a one's great album i recommend it as well 25 years old and or sorry 1997 it won awards in the 98 grammys so it came out in 97 gotcha. september of 97 september 30th but yeah his 30th album that just that blew my mind when i read that last night i was like holy crap man yeah. he put out 30 albums it by 1997 and he didn't stop like yep. he's still making music yeah and last year they released like a bootleg like deluxe version like that's got even more songs on it from this it's wow. it, it's crazy how all the extra stuff now cuz like they released like a 3 or 4 album version of oh, it oh yeah for sure with several demos because they live stuff demos the regular album no. but i'm just saying in general when they re-release stuff no no live like all studio recordings of different versions of the songs and songs that didn't make the cut because they had like four or five songs that didn't make the cut for the album. Wow. Like, it, it's insane. He pulled it all out of the archive, but it's 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 pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool that they were able to do that, which I, I need to listen to those because this is, as I said, it's my favorite album of his. Yeah, but. it's an amazing album. I love it. I yep. got it for you on vinyl, I think, for Christmas last year, maybe, or something. Yep. So. So, yeah. Um, cool. Is that all of them? That's all of them. All right. Yep, that's the music. Well, what's going on in metal news? Oh, boy. We had Furnace Fest this past week in Alabama, which for those of you that don't know what Furnace Fest is, uh, the original Furnace Fest was from 2000 to 2003, put on it by a group in Alabama to bring in punk, metal, and uh, hardcore bands to come in and play. Like a weekend music festival. Yeah. And... uh, uh, after 2003, you know, they stopped doing it or whatever. And a lot of bands that I listened to are, were on it. A lot of bands that were on, uh, record labels like, uh, Face Down, Tooth and Nail, um, Roadrunner Records, like, um, 
Solid State Records, which is a sister company of Tooth and Nail. Uh, did I mention Face Down Records? Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of labels like like that that are smaller labels that had you know yeah metal. So uh, a group of guys got together and and put the festival back on in 2019, and then the pandemic hit. So they do, couldn't do it during the pandemic, but they put together a four year plan, and they announced. Uh, at the beginning of the festival this year, that next year would be their final year for their four-year plan. I know you'd love to go. I'd love to go. At this point, they're selling tickets without even... It's funny. They're selling tickets without even having any bands mentioned. And they're, yeah, cause they're selling them like you crazy. Know, they're telling you it's the last one, so yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't buy that. I think that there'll be another one after this. Or, I mean, maybe 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 there won't be. Yeah. Um, and they've said that, too. Like, they don't know if there will be, but this is their plan right now for their four-year plan. They don't have a plan after it. But there's a lot of bands that got back together. One of those bands was a band called 90 Pound Wuss. And this is not a band that I listen to, but they're punk rock. And they're anti-establishment, anti-fascist. Um, you know, they're pretty vocal in their lyrics about being against bigotry and things of that nature. And, uh, one of the guys, uh, the lead singer at wore at the festival, a t-shirt that said, spelled, had the word, I'll just say F mm-hmm. was the F word and DeSantis. I mean, I'm not against the sentiment, but I wouldn't wear the shirt, but that's just me. I'm it, a classy broad. It sparked a huge controversy, which is crazy to me because there's bands that like drop the F-bomb four or five times in between songs and nobody says anything about that. But a lead singer wears a t-shirt that's got the F-word on it. Now we got a problem. Now, well, there's kids that are there. I went with Ricky last night to see Fit for a King and the first two bands said more F-words in in the time they were on stage than I probably said in the last month. Yeah. Nobody says a word about that. Yeah. I mean, it's not just that. I bet if he would have had a shirt that just said F on it, they wouldn't have been as mad. Nope. But there's no difference between all of the hate and bigotry that the side of DeSantis spews out all the time versus this. And we live in a day and age where we are inundated from all aspects with this we were just when we were at biscuit bitch they were playing 90s ladies country which was amazing yeah but they had dixie chicks on yep and i'm like if i was part of the dixie chicks i would just be like man we start like we did the same thing that you're all that everyone is doing now and we were just brutalized for it yeah they were almost canceled but it's like Everybody who has a platform uses it for that now, period. That's how it is. So if you don't expect that when you're going somewhere, you probably should stay home. Yeah. And and the thing is, is for me, uh, I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook, but one of the comments I saw that I absolutely agreed with was that wearing that t-shirt is no different than the folks that are the let's go Brandon folks. Exactly. It's the same sentiment. It's just on the other side of the aisle, as far extreme as you can get. And it doesn't move the conversation at all. All it does is alienate people, and it doesn't fix anything. But at the same time, if that's what that guy wants to wear, he should wear it. And who cares? And if you're going to these concerts and you're going to these shows and you don't expect something like that or you don't expect profanity, then... You're a fool. I don't know what to tell you. It was funny. Every concert I ever go to, they say F something from the stage. I don't love it, but it is it is what it is. It's it's funny, though, because in the comments, some people were like, 
so let me get this straight. Uh, you have a problem with somebody who's anti-fascist? Right, exactly. Like, I don't even <laughs> understand how anybody could be like, you know what, actually, I, I, I can't agree with that sentiment because DeSantis is, you know, such a great guy. Uh, yeah. Whew. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there like that, but it's just, I don't know, it's weird. So that that was interesting to me that m- more people were talking about that on, on the group I was in. That had like almost 200 comments on it, whereas like people posting videos of the show had like almost no comments. And I was like, wow, like this is kind of overshadowing in a way, at least for somebody who wasn't there, it it's kind of overshadowing everything. By the fact that that's the one that keeps popping up in my Isn't feed. Isn't that the theme of the world right now, though? Unfortunately, everything yeah. being overshadowed by the extremist views. Yeah, it's an it's it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate part of of society yeah. that we live in of seeing that. And and I gotta say, with us being on vacation last week, it was really nice to detox from we the world. We did not go on social media at all. Stayed off. Just, it was amazing. Like, I yeah. don't even have any interest in, like, going on it now. Like, I didn't miss it. I pick up my phone to look at it, and I put it back down because I don't I don't want to see it. I'm getting my newsletter for the news now. And I'll post stuff and share stuff for if we can just say, of course, but we keep it positive. Like, I don't. Yeah. But let's get let's get to our entertainment section because we've had shows we've been wanting to talk about yeah. for a long time. Um, can, your your one show aired a million years ago. Yeah. Uh. So that was uh, Secret Invasion, Marvel. Yes. Um, Nick, the, sh- the show about Nick Fury and the Skrulls. Yes. That tell like wow, it was a while ago. Wow. So uh, so we're gonna spoil this because it's just it's been out for months now. Um, right off the bat in the first episode, they shock everybody Yeah. by, um, <laughs> so there's a, wow, I can't think of his name. So I'll just start with Maria Hill. Uh, they kill Maria Hill. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Gone. So like, the, the scrolls as wow. you, as everyone knows, are shapeshifters really. And so Gravik, they're like bad leader guy dresses up or in. Um, takes over, disguises himself as Nick Fury. So Maria yes. Hill thinks she's walking towards Nick Fury, but it's really graphic and he shoots her. Yes. I The show I, the, the show lost me. I'm not going to lie. I did not like that they did that. I feel like um, Maria Hill character barely got off the ground at what she could possibly have been in like the Marvel Universe. And I just didn't think it was necessary. And I didn't think it was necessary right then. As as somebody who's a comic book reader, Maria Hill is a big deal to do with Shield. She's in charge of Shield at one point. Like I feel like they missed the boat. Yeah, number for sure. One. And I love Colby Smulders. I think she's a great actress. Number two, like when they killed her, she did not turn back into a scroll. So if a scroll is impersonating somebody, that's the whole secret invasion part of it. Yeah. What we find out is is that during the snap between uh, Thanos snapping away half of existence and uh, Hulk bringing everybody back with that snap, that five-year gap, yeah. a million scrolls were on Earth infiltrating Earth because Nick Fury got snapped away and left them behind Yeah, and didn't help find them a home for five years. Is this a limited years. series? Yeah, it's like six episodes. I don't know if we should spoiler anymore. I'm not planning on spoiling anything on the other shows. So the thing is, though, is that what they gave us right off the bat before Maria Hill died is they killed Everett Ross who was the white guy in the Black Panther movies. Oh, yeah. And he turned into a scroll. And it, and it, 
threw everybody for a loop because we were like, wait a minute, how long has he not been human? How long has he been gone? So what happens in the comic books um, is that the scrolls can impersonate whoever they want to. Um, if you've seen Captain Marvel, they can impersonate anybody they've seen or touched. And uh, we found out that Everett Ross has been impersonated for quite some time, which yeah. is interesting. So that's just the first episode. I don't want to. I, I agree so with her. I don't want to spoil overall, any, anything did you else. Like but Secret Invasion. I liked it because I liked the clandestine. James Bond of it with Nick Fury like it took a while to get going for me I love Samuel L. Jackson I love Nick Fury but this show did not Don Cheadle do it for fantastic me fantastic acting just, it just didn't do it for me I I liked it because it felt like to me it was a bit more like Winter Soldier Captain America Winter Soldier was where it was a bit more cloak and dagger spy stuff yeah. and that's what I enjoyed a lot of people complained but I that's probably the stuff I like the most is that yeah. cloak and dagger spy. I don't not like that. I just felt like the show just didn't do that much for me. That's all. Yeah. So. Um, I did like his relationship with his wife, though. It was very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. But yeah, six episodes. I recommend to go watch it. I uh, mean, if you're a Marvel person, yeah, watch it for sure. If you're a Marvel person and you don't watch it, you will be very lost yeah, at what's it. coming next. That's for sure. Um, a few of these shows only I've watched, so we'll hustle along as we're getting to the end. There's a show on Freebie, and it's also on Prime called Jury Duty. I don't <laughs> know if you guys have ever heard of this show. It's fantastic. I watched it all in like one night when Steven out, went out with one of his friends. It's basically about um, people answered a craigslist ad to be on a jury <laughs> while it's being documented so sort of like the office parks and rec style documentary style and people are on this jury but the thing is there's only one guy that's legitimately thinking he's part of this documentary everybody else are actors who are playing a part and there's one guy on the jury that thinks everything is real and that he's on a real jury and he's on in this like documentary. It was freaking amazing. I loved it. I was like, I don't really get the point of it, but in the last episode, you understand what they're doing and why. And I don't know if they're going to do it again, but it was great. The characters were hilarious. It was just the wackiness was sort of like just subtle enough to where you would be like, is this for real? Like he even has a couple of scenes where he's like, is this real? I can't even believe this is happening right now or something like that. And you as the viewer are just like, so like rooting for him and like, Oh my gosh, I can't even. Yes. There's like a whole scene with like a girl being on the stand, giving testimony about like what I can't even means. Like I can't even like, she can't even like, she can't even even. And it's like hilarious. Like this oh, show is great. I highly recommend it. Funny. Highly recommend it. It was great. Yeah. That she, you showed me that scene and I was like, that's, a, uh, that's, hysterical. it was great. And it was different. You know, you talk about seeing something different. There was a, a couple of well, James Marsden is in it playing like a, um, a character of himself. And there was another guy on the jury that I recognized from other stuff. But other than that, they're like actors and actresses. I didn't know, but Oh my God, it was hilarious. It was awkward. It was funny. Yeah. Um, the next show we've been watching together called shrinking with Harrison Ford. Um, Jason Siegel, Jessica Jess Williams. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I feel like I'm watching a show where Harrison Ford is playing Harrison Ford, where I feel like if I knew Harrison Ford in real life, this would be how he is. And I love it. It is, they finally got 
it, yeah, they finally let Harrison Ford be himself in a show. Excellent. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Jessica Williams, though, I I love her. Yep. I want to see her in more stuff. Yep. She absolutely kills every scene that she is in. And then you have Jason Segel, who is fantastic at awkward. Oh, so good at awkward. He's he's great at awkward. Um, the guy who plays his friend, um, uh, Brian, uh, Michael Yuri, hilarious. He was great. Oh, his friend. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah. The the chemistry those two yes. guys had. The on cast screen. is great. The 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 girl who plays his daughter. I cannot pronounce her name. I think it's Lukita Maxwell. Alice, fantastic. Uh, casting is great. Storylines are great. Like it's it's excellent. Highly recommend. That is on Apple. It is getting a second season. Ted McGinley plays yes. the neighbor's yes. husband. And he's great. Derek. He's, yeah. Oh my God. He's Man. great. Yeah, this uh, wonderful cast, wonderful yeah. show, very funny, very awkward. And Jess, you know, works in in the mental health side of of uh yeah, of things of things. And in the first episode, like Jess is just like, "Well, that's that wouldn't ha- that can't happen. That's, that's not, not what you. That's, that's not how you That's not how you do things." Therapy. And I'm like, "Jess, just oh my chill gosh, out. Like, it's a show." As the administrative portion of a clinic, like I've got stress lines from what's happening in this show. <laughs> um the other two shows I've only watched, so Stephen can't really speak to them, but I watched a limited series called Florida Man on Netflix. Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. That stars Edgar Ramirez. Um, and Anthony LaPaglia and it was good it's limited series start and finish sort of wacky sort of ridiculous and an overrunning theme throughout the show it's about this guy who was a cop who had a problem with addiction um, ended up like kind of working as muscle for like a guy he owed money to because he was a gambling addict and so he ends up having to go back down to Florida for something which is where he's from and the running theme throughout the background of the show is like a news anchor telling like a Florida man story in the back like in Florida news this man did blah 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 and I'm like <laughs> oh my god and it's it's wacky and kind of hijinksy and ridiculous but it was good I enjoyed it and then next my best find lately yet is Joe Pickett on Paramount. If any of you guys stream Paramount, you should watch Joe Pickett. I guess maybe it's in the vein of kind of like a Yellowstone-y thing. I don't know. I don't watch Yellowstone. But, and it's not usually my kind of show to watch either. Steven's like, you're watching a show with people that have cowboy hats on. And ironically enough, the um, David Allen Greer's in it. And he was singing in a cover band and it was a Junior Brown song. I believe you told me it was the song called Venom Wearing Denim. I'm like running on the treadmill and I hear the song that I know and I'm like, I don't understand. The context is off. And then I'm like, I can't escape Junior Brown. But anyway, the show's about... um, Which which if you're wondering what album that's from, that's from Semi Crazy. We mentioned that a few episodes back. Anyway, um, it's about Joe Pickett. It's based off a book series and he is a game warden in... um, Oh my gosh, why don't I remember where they live now? Montana or Wyoming? I can't remember now. But he's a game warden. He's new to town. Um, He takes over for the other game warden. And there's, you know, some um, nefarious stuff going on in town that they all thought he would kind of just, you know, roll over with. But he's a really cool character because he comes from a lot of childhood trauma. He seems very reserved, very quiet. But man, he is smart. You would actually kind of think he might be dumb, but he is smart and he's tough and he's 
It's so great. The dynamic between him and his wife, the things that happen. There's two seasons. I've only ever seen one so far. I've got to watch the second season, but I highly recommend it. Those are our show picks for right now. Yep, that's uh, a rundown. The shows I'm watching are all, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about them yet. I yeah, gotta get, I think I got to get through them. I'm almost done with Manifest, so I'm just trying to get through that because I'm at a point like I was with Lost where I hate everything that's happening. It's annoying me. I just want it to be over. Um, but I did start watching Strange New World because I'm an Anson Mount fan and he plays um, Captain Pike. So that's a Star Trek show. But And yeah. I'm in season two of that trying to make it through season two. Yeah. You're in season one. You started watching that on the plane. Yeah, um, I watched like five episodes almost on the plane, so that was cool. Yeah, I'm still watching that Invasion show, but it's not moving fast at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm going to need them to give me some more stuff in this season soon, this second yeah. season, or I'm going to be out and not be watching it anymore. Uh, I didn't catch Ahsoka last week because we were, you know, yeah. you know, off the web outside of posting for our podcast. So I got yeah. I got some things to catch up on, yeah. but we need to we need to find yeah. some more shorter shows to kind of watch and review on. So we'll be doing that. But I do not want to let this episode pass. This will be our last episode in September. Yes. And as a reminder to everyone, September is Suicide Prevention Month. Yes. Just text nine eight eight if you are in crisis or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline eight hundred two seven three talk T A L K, as well as suicidepreventionlifeline dot org. You are not alone. You are not. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, if we can just say at gmail.com. All of that jazz. Like, listen, subscribe, leave a review. Thank you all. Yeah, and we're back to our normally weekly schedule of recording. Woohoo! I believe yes. that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all.